Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. And also new at Keller's Garden Center is the Zen Chaser Bonsai Studio, offering bonsai trees, supplies, and classes. Visit them on their social media page for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. We got Ben here from the band Sundub from Brooklyn, New York. Thanks for uh, joining me tonight. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, so I got hooked up with you. Uh, ben Travers uh, does some booking for the River Street Jazz Cafe, so shout out to Ben. Another another Ben. Another um, Ben. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk to you about, about the band. You got a show coming up uh, on October 13th at the Jazz Cafe. Big Friday the 13th show in October. Spooky. Yeah, indeed. It is a Friday the 13th show in October. You worried? Spooky as a guess. Are you worried? The routing's great, man. We have everything set up to be smooth. No, no worries. Good. Say, now worry yourself in (laughs) Sundub. So like I said, you guys are from uh, New York. Um, I'm unfamiliar with your band, but uh, I was listening to some tunes, and <clears throat> I uh, I feel like when I'm listening to the band, I should be on a beach with a um, a drink in hand. Okay. You know, like just chilling, having a good time. That's definitely. Is that I the kind of vibe? The, I mean, yeah, we're definitely inspired by the island vibe for sure. Um, the band loves loves the beach. We love recreating, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, you know we're a reggae band, and we are definitely inspired by that good vibe, and try to bring that with our music. And we're very excited to bring that Brooklyn reggae vibe as we do to Plains, Pennsylvania, to the River Street Jazz Cafe. Now you said a Brooklyn reggae vibe. Is there a, is it a different uh, reggae in, in out of Brooklyn or? I would say Brooklyn definitely has a unique sort of reggae style, if you will. Um, Brooklyn is a unique place. There's a lot of different, you know, energy and stuff going on there, and um, we have a unique reggae sound. I would say, um, and the East Coast reggae sound in general has a generally sort of more heavy i would say harder edge to it i guess um compared to the california scene on the other side which is a little more like of the happy you know really good vibe like sunshine kind of reggae um i would say if you want to talk about sort of the differences between that and i'd say that is uh seen in our music in terms of the brooklyn the brooklyn vibe yeah I don't know that I've ever like really thought about there being a difference. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe the scene changes all the time. You know what I mean? Um, but I would say bands like John Brown's body and are you familiar with them? I'm not. No, I mean, reggae. I mean, I, I like it for what it is, right? It's okay. Like I said to you before, it makes me feel good. Uh, I, you know, whenever I'm at Secrets in uh, Ocean City, Maryland, that's the vibe. Uh, I'm not yeah. there often, but uh, you know, in my younger years. Um, 
so I don't I don't seek it out per se, but I, I am a fan. I just okay. uh, I'm not familiar with everyone involved. Got you. Well, we you know we have a really unique I would say a unique sound, and you know we we're excited to come to Pennsylvania and you know play at this venue and bring this sound to people and keep expanding our Sundub Nation through the East Coast and beyond. So. This is your first time playing at the Jazz Cafe? Yeah. Uh, I think you'll do well there. I mean, that's um, for the longest time, the Jazz Cafe was known for uh, exactly what it sounded like, you know, jazz music, um, a lot of funk, a lot of, uh, you know, jam bands. um, And, you know, I think reggae kind of fits into that kind of category, but all that. Um, you know, Ben and, and the team there have been doing a, a better job of kind of expanding the genres of music, but I think to its core, it's still very much a, a jam band, uh, hangout, um, uh, you know, place. Cool. So I think you'll do well there. I agree. I'm glad to hear you say that. And there's definitely crossover in terms of the jam band scene and the reggae scene. You know, they're both festival scenes like bass scenes at this point so yeah we're really excited to bring excuse me bring that bring our show there and you know bring that unique experience through sweet have you ever heard the band uh elephants dancing elephants dancing no i have not they're like a reggae band out of uh nepa northeastern pennsylvania Uh, i should check them out um if you have a minute but Talk to me about Sundub. Uh, obviously, we covered that, you know, your reggae band, Brooklyn, New York. But talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, members of the band, uh, yeah. roles, uh, how you guys got together, all that kind of fun stuff. Definitely. So Sundub is, as you said, a Brooklyn-based reggae band. I'm the drummer of the band. My name is Ben Teeters, for those of you who maybe didn't catch my name in the beginning. Um, I'm the drummer of Sundub. And then... My sister, Joanna Teeters, is the lead singer of the band. Um, So it's a family band, family business. And in fact, Joanna's husband, Jose, has recently joined the band on second guitar. And we're very excited about that. Um, And then we have Finnegan Singer on first guitar. We have Eric, the General Toussaint, on keyboards. We have Sydney Mills on keyboards, who also is uh, recent in some ways in terms of how much he's been playing live with us. And now he's fully been playing live with us for the majority of the year. So we're very excited about that. And then to round to round it out, <laughs> we have Derek on bass. And uh, that makes up Sundub. And then we actually are lucky enough to even extend beyond that, mostly when we're in New York because of how blessed we are in terms of the musical community here. We just, we end up having horn players, and just more people if we're playing in New York. But uh, yeah, those seven are the core of Sundub at this point. And we all live in Brooklyn. We're all based in Brooklyn, and the band has been performing since 2017, approximately, in this form. Um, We're a nationally touring band at this point. You know, we play in Brooklyn and beyond, and uh, we have two original albums of music out, plus a bunch of other stuff that we've sort of worked on and collaborated with, and um, yeah, we're... We're here to bring Brooklyn reggae to the world, starting with the River Street Jazz Cafe. Friday the 13th of October. Friday the 13th. Yeah. So that's the quick Sundub scoop. Okay. Yeah. Are you able to find an, uh, enough uh, venues who have a stage to fit all you guys on or what? Enough ven- Are we able to find enough venues? Was the question? Yeah, to, to have, with a stage the, big enough to fill. Oh, to fill. Oh, to fit us. Yeah. Um. Usually, yeah. Usually, yeah. Um. That's good. Although, you know, New York has like known for its tight 
spaces and that's true but yeah no we're people accommodate us very well and we're blessed to have an incredible band you know the band and the people who i work with are the best the team is the best i love everyone who is involved with sundub is amazing and huge shout out also i have to mention cadiz our merchandise extraordinaire who is a huge part of the project operation must be mentioned in the same breath as the rest of us so do you guys sell a lot of merch merch is our number one revenue stream i will say number one and that is true of so many independent bands yeah all the way up to the top i was just talking to uh a, a merch guy that does um touring with some bands and he was talking to me about um like venue or management cuts like merch cuts yeah that's terrible it's been changing actually recently live nation is announced i saw that you know there's been some big headlines and some definite like movement in that sector i guess you could say so that's really good and i guess we'll see what ends up happening but even just the consciousness of everyone that's the first step into getting that kind of shit well yeah so um full disclosure i work full-time at a screen printing uh company it's called axel rad screen printing um so i work with a lot of different bands uh doing merch for them oh yeah the hat (laughs) um and you know i kind of and especially lately too you know i work with bands as far as like you know what it costs them you know from me right yeah, I try to make sure that it's you know fair for them and it's fair for for us, obviously. And then I so I see them out on tour, you know, knowing what I charge them, and I see the prices that they're charging others. And you know, if you're not in the business, you wouldn't know. But like, you know, if you're charging, if a band's charging thirty five, forty bucks for a shirt, you know, people don't know that, um, you know, they're they're paying to get it printed. But more than that, they're they're paying a cut to you know, manager or venue or whatever it might be. So, you know, if you're if you're paying, let's say just 10 bucks a shirt, and then you're paying, you know, a merch cut uh, at the venue, you know, that shirt could could cost you $15. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought it was it's it's been interesting the last year or so to kind of like kind of peel back the layers on that. And um it, yeah. it sucks for bands because you know consumers don't know that probably right so they're like oh these guys are just trying to like gouge me with these, these yeah these, this merch you know so yeah. if anyone's listening like it is not the band's fault if you think they're charging too much for merch amen to that and uh it's a huge way that we do make money so thank you to everyone who does support us in that way it really goes a long way yeah um and yeah shout out to what we were just talking about for sure That's yeah you know, that would be major if it was more venues that didn't take that cut. So, yeah, I hope Live Nation, you know, it. I have to believe, you know, I don't want to talk shit on Live Nation. I don't know them. I don't know people who work there. I don't know the, the ins and outs of the business. But I hope that, you know, they, they, because I heard it might just be for the rest of the year. So there's only three months, three months left of the year. And then they'll kind of kick back in the, the new year, so it might be like a PR thing. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, that you know yeah. they, can, they can kind of continue to support the bands who are touring and and coming through their venues and and yeah. you know filling seats and shit like that. But you know, also Live Nation is not a not for profit. I mean, are they going to pass those those savings that they're you know not getting from you to to the consumer? Like, are my fees yeah. going to be higher now? Well, or yeah, they're just. They just do control so much of the industry just on a percentage yeah. basis, like, you know. So already that's sort of out of balance. Yeah. Those fees are killer. Everything's but, hard, man. Everything's hard. Yeah. A lot of stuff's all about out of balance if you want to talk about the industry and how much people are getting paid and money taken, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know. Not even just the industry. Right? 
Yeah. You, gotta, so, you know, traveling, you got to pay for gas. You got to yeah. eat on the road. It's like, everything is is out of control. Yeah, well, and then you look at like Spotify and they pay you 0. 0.000.0 fraction of a penny, nothing of a per million, you need a billion streams to like buy cheeseburger and like, you know, this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. But what do we do? We yeah. Go, we play oh, wow. the River Street Jazz Cafe. And On we Friday the 13th, spooky out, season. You know, and like support us, buy merch. And we're super excited. You know, we really believe in our product and our music. And let's go. We'll take these challenges on. And Sundub, let's go. <laughs> Good vibes, good times, good yeah, merch, good, good shit, right? Good shit. Yeah. yeah, man. It means a lot to people. It means a lot to us. Now, do you, as far as merch goes, it sounds like you, you said it's your number one revenue stream. Do you have like a dedicated like designer who designs your merch? Um, it's you. Okay. So I've seen a lot of that. Like a lot of, you know, back in the day, all bands had to do was worry about performing. Now bands are, you know, doing their own social media. They're designing their own merch. They're doing X, Y, and Z. So you're the designer. I mean, somebody has to. And usually that somebody is going to be you or should be you until you can really get other people who can really do it for you. And it makes sense. But yeah. I assume from an artistic uh, point of view, you probably enjoyed that part of it, though. I've been honestly doing this like for most of my life, if you look at it. Like I've been a musician, I was raised playing music. And actually by artists. My dad is an artist and musician. And I've been messing around with this forever, pretty much. And it's evolved into my business fully. And I do really enjoy it. You know? Are you a full-time musician? I'm a full-time musician. You know, I, I teach. I tour. I... I do this other stuff on the side in terms of the management of the band and the graphic design and the social media, like you said, and the merchandise world, all that. That's awesome. And keep it running, you know? And yeah, I love it. I love all of it. And it's a lot of work too, because there's a lot of different facets of, of things that are moving. But like I said, also the team is the people that I have on the Sundub team are really great. And, we all really believe in what we're doing, so that's awesome. Yeah, and you said it's 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 a kind of a family. Uh, you know, bands in general are typically family, if not you know if they're yeah. blood, you know, they're family. But you legit have uh, your sister, you said, and then yeah. your sister's husband's also in the band. Yeah, I mean, being in a band is hard enough. I mean, is there any inner turmoil? Yeah. Because you know, there's actually like relationships in there. I mean. It's a, you know, of course there's dynamic relationship dynamics of the whole thing. Like it's seven people working together, number one. But um, in terms of my sister and that aspect of it, it's great. You know, luckily we have a good relationship and we want to do something that's together and that we can have like build together as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, our dad is a musician too. Like it is really a family band. It's for us. It's for our livelihood. It's for their livelihood. It's for everyone that's involved. You know what I mean? So we're both very happy to have that opportunity to build that family business. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it is great. It's probably pretty neat too, just to be like that close. Um, you know, I make the joke that, you know, it's hard to work with family. You kind of get in fights and all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah. not everyone's that close with their family. Um, yeah. I have, I have two brothers who totally. I don't see as much as I should. I don't talk to as much as I should, all that kind of shit. So, yeah, um, that's cool that you guys can, you know, have the business, have the the band, but like also just spend that quality time together. Yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, the fact that right now we're doing that and we all live in Brooklyn as well. It's it's a unique thing, you know, and I I recognize that this moment in time isn't going to last forever and you know, the fact that we have the band and we're in Brooklyn right now, this is really something to, you know, it's it's a really great experience and the trajectory is long as well for this project and the sort of vision and stability behind it. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said you started in 2017. You made it through a yeah. pandemic, right? I mean, yeah. if that didn't stop you, what will? Yeah, it was so funny because that was right sort of as we were making that conscious decision to break out of New York, if you will, and mm -hmm. say, okay, we're going to stop being like a local band and start to do the touring nationally thing, you know, which is tough when it's like, no, COVID. <laughs> but yeah, you're exactly right. It's, you know, that was a big challenge. And now, now we <laughs> go to the next thing. Yeah. Oh, hopefully there's no more of those things to worry about for the, you know, a, a, yeah. a long time. But you said you, you, that was kind of the point where you're like, let's, let's, Let's leave Brooklyn. Let's be more than a Brooklyn band. Like, yeah. how do you how do you know? How does that like as a musician as a as a band? How do you know? Hey, you know what? It's it's time for us to really pursue um, yeah. our new opportunities. I would say for this band, it really so Sundub started as a local jam reggae jam session. Basically, we're getting together with you know myself and my sister and close friends who are musicians getting together on Thursdays at this local bar and doing a reggae jam session, basically playing covers. That quickly evolved into like the current sort of beginning of what Sundub is now in terms of the lineup of who's in the band. So myself, my sister, um, keyboard player, guitarist, so that just sort of happened naturally. And then after a while, we said, okay, this is great. We enjoy playing together. <clears throat> Excuse me. We should probably record some original music. And so we recorded our first album in 2019. Recorded in winter, released summer 2019. And we, it just sort of clicked, you know. And once we started doing the original music thing, that's when you that's when you can viably start selling the product and it goes somewhere, in my opinion, you know, yeah. unless you want to be a cover band, which is not really what I want to do. You know what I mean? I want to do an original project. That's my own thing. And I've always loved reggae and it just sort of clicked in, in terms of everything for that. So, and I've done a good amount of touring and I've sort of seen some of the models that people do and the success of certain artists and whatever. And I just, it, I just want to do my own thing. And it's Sundub right now. That's cool. Yeah. And, um, uh, you have, a, you have a second album. Was that just released recently or is that, uh, kind of just within a, a year or so spirits eat music? Yes. Yeah, so it's about a year old. We released Spirits Eat Music in November 2022. And so, yeah, it's coming up on a year here. Uh, it's our second album. We released it with Easy Star Records, which is an amazing reggae record label based here in New York. And uh, yeah, it's our second second album. Yeah. And you said that it was important to you to, to do, you know, originals over covers and i talked to a lot of musicians and a lot of them are original artists they, they yeah. that's their focus that's their passion was there something like what it was something about you know original versus a cover band that was like just that's what you that's, that's what you needed to do i mean everyone in the band is uh, a writer I guess you could say writes their own music and is in, is creative in that way. And we do make a lot of space for that kind of collaboration within Sundub. And that is one of the aspects that makes it great and makes it what it is, is the collaboration in the, in the studio and writing the songs and on a lot of levels. Um, and yeah, just original music is the most fulfilling expression in my opinion, um, yeah, it's, I mean, well, it's yours. Like, well, you what are you going to do? Go out and record. I mean, people do record cover songs and go out and sell that, but like, I don't know, like logistically that's difficult. Like I'd rather own my, you know, own music. This is our, 
our music. We go, you know, we make it, we have creative control. That is, that is the musician thing. You know what I mean? If, I mean, in in my opinion, you know? Well, no, it's, I mean, yeah, you say it's yours. It's, it's like, no one could take that from you. It's like, um, yeah, there's a lot of pride there. Right. And as someone's creative and if you can, if you had that ability, like why, why that go to waste? Oh yeah. And that is the magic of Sundub, of course. Like we would not be what we are if we were just playing other people's songs. We enjoy playing some covers in the set, you know, like we'll play some covers at river street jazz festival. And, you know, especially if it's a new crowd and who knows, we don't know how much they know about Sundub or reggae in general or whatever. So it's always good to, you know, link it in that, via that. Well, bro, after this podcast releases, everyone's going to know who Sundub is. Woo! Let's go, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> One day I'll have that power. Woo! One day. Maybe yeah. I'll get you five listeners. I'll, I'll introduce you to my five listeners. So, again, thanks for taking the time. No worry. <laughs> Hopefully I have more than five. <laughs> ben, ben wouldn't, you know, push in the wrong direction. Huh. But um, he also mentioned too, like you, you guys started like you know playing local bars. Like, how important are those local venues? You know, to kind of give people that that start, that place to kind of experiment and you know get in front of different audiences and you know work on new material and kind of um just kind of introduce all that. Like, it's important, right? Yeah, definitely is. Is there, like a, is there a place in Brooklyn that you're like, that's like, hey, we got our start here? I mean, we got our start in Brooklyn playing at the local, some of the local spots around that some of them aren't even open anymore. And um, we played a bunch at Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn, New York, which is one of our favorite venues, one of the best venues in New York, for sure, um, in terms of, you know, in all ways, but especially in terms of you know, supporting the local scene as well as the national touring artists and stuff. Um, that's a big, a big one in terms of exposure for us, I guess you can say. Um, open for a good amount of bigger reggae artists there and, and so on. Well, they always say that every national act was once a local act. So yeah. it's important to support. Yeah, the, uh, the yeah, it's cool. I've been around in the local music scene for a long time. I've always I've just been drawn to music. I love music. I can't perform it. Um, so this is kind of my way to kind of be involved continuously. I used to work for an entertainment newspaper, and I worked in radio for a while. Uh, so this enables me to kind of keep, uh, you know, keep being a part of, uh, you know, bands' lives. Which has been a lot of fun and a lot of you know very cool. Yeah, man, definitely. But um, your website says that your music and community rallies around the concept that we are the strongest when people of different backgrounds work together to create positive change. Hmm. That's probably very common in, in reggae and in music, probably in general. Hmm. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Yes, as, as a country now, yeah. like, where do you feel we're at? I feel like we've never been, and I'm not trying to get political, so it's not a political question. I don't want to get into politics. Yeah, um, but like, as as a country, I think I feel like we're more divided now than we've ever been before. Yeah, I would definitely agree. How does how does Sundub bridge the gap? Um. How does Sundub bridge the gap? I mean, Sundub definitely speaks up for what we believe in. We say that in our songs. In fact, that's like that is one of the lines in our songs. You know, fight for what you believe in. Um, so I think that's really important. You know, in terms of just like bridging the gap is like discussing. You know, fight for what you believe in. You know, bridge that gap if you believe in something voice that opinion yeah. and, do, and do the best you can to make other people understand and have that conversation with you. So there's, you know, try to bridge the gap. Um, Sundub is a band that has like a 
variants of different people in the band in terms of men, women, uh, white people, people from Jamaica, people from Haiti, um, people who are in their 30s, people who are in their 50s, people who are in their 40s, you know, like we're um, bridging the gap, you know, in that way as well. And that's a, you know, that's not to be taken for granted. Not at all. Take for that for granted at all. You know, that is like a living example of, you know, what the, what we're all talking about here. Exactly. It can be overlooked almost in a way, but it's super important um, to see that, especially within this music, you know, like Joanna, my sister, lead singer of Sundub is a white woman. We're singing music that is like from a country that's, you know, uh, people with much darker skin than our sister, you know? So that's a question too that like people that comes up within our situation and that, um, you know, we're bridging the gaps in terms of all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I said, we're a band that's multi-racial, multi-gender, all that. Cultural. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Multicultural band. So that's all, you know, it's, I feel like, you know, we, we live in a, a world where everything's, um, read via text you know you read text on a screen on social media even even text to your friends and family um and it's just it's such a poor way to communicate there's no tone involved there's no there's no cadence there's no it's just words on a screen and i can get a text from my my wife at eight in the morning and depending on the morning that we're having like whether you know the kids are if we're late for school or whatever it might be or if we got less sleep than usual or if we're at work and it's a bad day at work, I could read that text at that moment and then I could read it three hours later and be in a different headspace and read that same text in a different way. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I feel like our communication is poor. And I think with music and and shows and you know being in that room together and the you know the music and the vibes and and all that it's such a great way to show how similar we are and and just everything that is is involved it's just like there's no better way than being present and being face to face and being all those things. Yeah. Agreed. And I, I, I hope that we can continue to, you know, put down our phones and, and screens and shit like that. And just t- talk to each other. You know, like I wish you and I were face to face right now. I wish we were I wish, uh, studio. Yeah. And, there's no better way to have a conversation. This is okay. Yeah. But oh, like okay. A, little, a little delay, you know, if you really wanted to, you could tell me to fuck off. And you know what am I gonna do to you? Nothing, because you're in Brooklyn and I'm here. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah, but yeah, no, I agree. And uh, music is definitely a good way to like get out of that text. Yeah, headline. it's like headline sort of culture too. Is the way I think about it. It's like a, just one blurb that like you probably don't even want to read. You know, it's just a short little snippet of information. But yeah, music, going to shows, that's a definitely a more engaging way to, you know, it's it's more of an experience to sink into a show than read a couple words. So yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, what can people expect uh from a Sundub show? If people are watching right now and they're they're like, you know what, I wanna I wanna go to the jazz cafe on Friday the thirteenth of October. To see yeah. Sundub, what what uh, what could I expect? People can literally expect a seven piece reggae band from Brooklyn, New York, female fronted, playing original music. We're going to be playing all evening long, and we're going to bring a party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our shows are a lot of fun. Um, we are you know, excited to bring reggae to the area and not sure how much there is there. So if you haven't really 
heard a ton of reggae or are curious about reggae or just love music in general, our show will appeal to anyone, young, old, everyone is good at the Sundub show. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And uh, Off the top of your head, if someone was listening to this or watching this and, you know, hey, I want to check out a few songs from Sundub. Yeah. Are there certain songs I should go to? Like, hey, these are the these are the highlights. Start with these and then dig in further. Sure. sure. So I will say check out um our new album, Spirits Eat Music, which we were talking about earlier. That's our newest album of all original music. You can check out the album, uh the track Spirits Eat Music from that record. That would be my first recommendation. My second recommendation from the Sundown catalog would be Jolene, which is a cover of Jolene by Dolly Parton. This is a release in collaboration with our very good friend, Cass Haley. Uh, So check out Jolene. That's recommendation two. And then number three, I would say check out Close to Me, which is the um, lead single off our first album, Burden of Love. So... And check out all those songs. You can check them out at sundubmusic.com. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, all of the music streaming platforms. Um, Instagram, Sundub Music, Facebook, Sundub Music, all one word. We're at everywhere <laughs> with all of those things, as everyone should be. So, right. yeah, we're out there. How do you, how do you, I, I, well, I've 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 listened to this song, but um, the idea of doing a reggae version of Jolene, yeah, I mean, where did where did the thought of that come from? So again, this is a song that we did in collaboration with our good friend Cass Haley, who's a reggae singer songwriter. He's based in North Texas. He's a really good friend of ours. He's an amazing artist, songwriter, singer, performer, family man. And he just released a new album called Boots Rock Reggae Volume 1. And this is an album that takes country songs and flips them reggae style. And it's an amazing project. He thought of this. He's a big fan of the genre. And it works perfectly, honestly. Like... There's a lot of crossover between the genres and a lot of ways if you sort of just look at it musically mm-hmm. and in terms of the content of country and reggae, it's like so, so, um, story-based songs in a lot of sense. So it's a really great project and, you know, Dolly Parton, legendary. I mean, the artists in country are legendary. The songs are legendary. It's sort of a no-brainer and big shout out to Cass. Yeah, that's cool. It was, it's it was very well done. Thank you, thank yeah, you. I enjoyed that. I was like, as a planet, I was like, wow, this is uh, this is Jolene. It makes sense. It makes sense. He did a great job on the production. I mean, his band is dope. Shout out to all those guys. His son is on bass. I mean, yeah, check out Cass Haley. Very cool. I like that yeah. too, Cass Haley. Yeah, yeah, he's a man. So it's October. Um, we're recording this a little bit, a little uh, over a week before your uh, your show at the Jazz Cafe on October thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth. Um, so the year is essentially three quarters of the way over, hmm. which is crazy to think about. Indeed, right? Like, where does the time go? That's like over in my book. It's crazy. I gotta enjoy we're, the moment. We're gonna blink. It's gonna be Christmas, dude. It's it's gonna yeah. be so That's how bad. It goes. It's yeah. so bad. So, yeah, so bad. Uh, I mean, as far as well, outside of the Jazz Cafe show on Friday, yeah. the 13th of October, what do you guys have lined up uh, to kind of close out the year? So we're embarking on our fall tour, basically, this up- upcoming weekend, including the Jazz Cafe. Oh, it's next weekend, um, is the beginning of our fall tour. And we have approximately a dozen dates sort of through the end of the year. And um, they're mostly in the Northeast region. And we're really excited to come back and play play a lot of these places. 
uh, Vermont, Boston, Rhode Island, New Hampshire. And uh, yeah, we're doing a really big show here in Brooklyn later in October, which is really excited. Exciting, opening up for a Cultura Profetica, which is a band from Puerto Rico. Um, So that's going to be a huge show here in Brooklyn. And yeah, we're excited to finish out the year and get into the next, you know. Start all over. A little reset button. Yeah. January 2024. Do you guys have like a favorite venue or a favorite uh, city or state to play in? Um, I would say favorite venue is the Brooklyn Bowl. Again, it's like our home venue in Brooklyn. We played there a lot of times and they support us heavily. So I would say Brooklyn Bowl is definitely one of our favorite venues. And then in terms of states other than New York to play in, which we just play in a lot, um, we, of course, love New York. It's where we're from. Um, but we were in Florida early this, earlier this year in February, and Florida has a great music scene, a lot of love for reggae. Um, so we're looking forward to getting back down to the southeast as well and revisiting some of those spots down there. We've had a lot of requests from fans to come back down. So... We're ready to get back down there and get out of the cold, you know. I mean, yeah, it's miserable. Yeah, I'm. I'm predicting now we're gonna have a terrible winter. We're due. There's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Not zero. Like I think yeah, I, I don't. Even, I didn't even shovel last last winter. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Things are crazy and extreme. So it's either gonna be nothing or like record-setting destruction. <laughs> I hope I hope for uh, the first. I don't. I don't want. I hate snow. I feel yeah. bad because my kids like all all last all last year last winter. He just wanted to build a snowman, and secretly I'm like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm if, you know I wish we really could. But in my head I'm like, fuck yeah, like, there's no snow. Yeah, man. I don't know what to say, yeah. but. It's better for touring without snow. That's what I'll say. Yeah, but it's also you're not you're not breaking your back shoveling snow and ugh. yeah. But also the earth. It's better to have the earth for touring than to not. <laughs> yes. But now it's funny because um, I don't know if they're bad where you are, but the spotted yeah. lantern flies are very very bad. Yeah, they're out. <clears throat> And they're saying that they're very bad because we didn't have a very cold, snowy winter. And I was like, holy shit, maybe maybe that there's something to that. Maybe there's, huh? you know, we didn't have those very cold days and those very snowy, uh, you know, grounds. And it's amazing to think about how important it is to have those seasons. Oh, yeah. Very important for Every all, all everything, right? You don't think about it, right? It's like, especially when you're a kid. Like I, I mean, even five years ago, I wouldn't think about that. But now that I'm an old man, I guess it's like, oh shit. Oh yeah, problem. Yeah, you don't think about it until it's staring you in the face, basically, and then it's more apparent. It's like, oh, that does matter. Yeah, it makes sense too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We could talk about climate change all day, right? We could. Who wants to do that? No. Nobody, cares. Not me. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I care, but I don't want to talk you about care, it. care, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not like, that I don't care. I just don't want to talk yeah. about it. more than we have. We got, you know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm not even smart enough to talk about it. So. No, yeah. <laughs> you can just see shit and be like, oh, there was no winter last year, huh? Yeah. Uh, but to talk about 2024, I mean, do you guys have big plans for next year? Are they kind of still kind of formulating? Um, you know, I, I know I, I talked to just a band earlier uh, last week. They're doing a, a big tour in the UK in the spring. Um, yeah. You guys have th- line, things lined up or, or uh, where are you guys at? I wish we could. I wish I could say we have a big tour in the UK. Um, we unfortunately don't at this point, but we will be doing a lot of touring in 2024. Um, we'll be releasing new music for sure. Um, we'll be getting back down to Florida. We'll, we'll be getting over to the West Coast. So 
just more, more of, more of Sundub and more, more of what we've been doing, you know? Yeah. And the, the name, I love that. The more you say it, the more I like it, the Sundub, like what, where does that come from? To be honest, it's like not the most interesting Genesis story ever, but we used to be on Sunday and dub. I don't know how familiar you are with dub, but it's like a subgenre of reggae, basically dub, dub reggae. Okay. So sun dub, but it totally fits. It's a, it's just, yeah, it's like a nice little sun dub. I like that. I like, uh, I mean, it's funny too, because band names are either like really, uh, you know, it's a, there's a cool story behind it, or there's just a just a basic story. Yeah. But the more you say it, the more I like it. Yeah. It's less about how it started and more what it like represents and what it's grown into, of course. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. yeah man. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'll be there, but I'm excited for your show on Friday the 13th of October Indeed. at the River Street Jazz Cafe. I'm excited to be there hope you are there if not thanks for helping us spread the word you know i i i always get invited by ben because he's always like thanks for helping out like you guys just you know come check out the show and i got two kids and a wife and it's just like it's hard to hard to get out sometimes i wish i was uh a little younger and i can go to all the shows but uh amen i uh i I love i love the vibe i love the the music's great Um, thank you I wish you guys a ton of success. Uh, I don't know how old you are. I don't know how old the members. Well, you said there's a variety of age uh, uh, ranges. Um, You said there's new music on the horizon. Definitely. My last question. I mean, you know, I grew up with albums, right? Like I went to the record store. I got, well, I bought CDs and our records are big now. I don't care for records, but um, unfortunately I still don't, I don't even buy CDs anymore because <clears throat> I had a big problem. I would spend, you know, $200 a month on CDs on the stuff. I was, I would just go there just to, to buy something. I didn't care. I would just buy it based on the album cover or, or whatever it was. It wasn't financially responsible. So now I'm a subscriber to Spotify and Apple. Um, but what I'm getting at is, is, is we're a, we're a singles based, um consumer yeah um i don't love the idea but it is what it is i do love the fact that we can get more music or i say more but you know music more often from our favorite artists rather than waiting two years for a new album yeah um i you know i always talk about how albums are kind of written or were written to be listened to from song one through ten or one through twelve yeah feelings on that as far as maybe you know from your genre standpoint or from an age standpoint uh what are your thoughts on you know having to having to release singles versus albums uh and all that kind of shit yeah i mean the album in terms of creatively how we tend to create our music it is in a body of work that is like an album, usually. You know, we've released two albums. It also is logistically sort of the way that it works for us in terms of just getting into the studio and recording, you know, a certain amount of songs to, you know, get the most out of the session and have content to release. So I I love the album thing. And in terms of the singles... You know, it is what it is. It plays into the short text message vibe of like people can't consume anything at a long rate anymore, really, um, which is not true, but that's just how everything has evolved. So, singles, yeah, you know, you got singles are an opportunity to have multiple marketing. That's how I think about it. It's multiple marketing opportunities. It's like, okay, I have an album. And within this album marketing strategy, I have three individual singles that will also have their own marketing behind them. And that will be the three-legged octopus of this album. You know? Content. Yeah. And that's how it is. And so that's how we do it. Because we do it. 
by the rules as much as possible until they change, which they change all the time. But every day. Um, yeah. So it is what it is. And then reggae as a genre has sort of some niche kind of tendencies in terms of like vinyl and different versions of songs, and singles and all this stuff. So then there's sort of that element, which is unique. And I don't need to really get into the specifics of that, but yeah. Um, it all is, I mean, yeah, I think about it like products on the shelf, sort of. Yeah, it's, yeah, 100%. Because I want to make money. <laughs> I love well, I just, music. Yeah, which is one of those things, too, is like, as the guy who handles social media and, 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 and things like that, too, it's like, you got to be conscious of all that stuff, yeah. too, and it's just like, it's a yeah. lot, man. It's a lot, it's a lot of, uh it is. A lot of hats that bands wear. It's not like I said before, it's not just music. But last thing I'll say in terms of the album thing is like people aren't gonna buy singles at your show. How do you do that? You gotta sell a sell a CD with one track on it, a vinyl with I mean a vinyl with one track on it if they're that into that, which is unique, whatever. People will buy albums, people Mm -hmm. will buy CDs, people will buy vinyl. So that's also viable even though nobody has a record player. Well, maybe they do, but no one has a CD player unless it's like built into their fridge from 1982 or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, no one has that anymore or their Toyota Corolla from whenever. Like, yeah. I honestly, like, yeah, I, I but they still buy it. And yeah. It's like a 10 X return. Sure. Yeah. CD, they're it's like a dollar. It's important. So, thank it's important. You guys. Yes. Yeah. I think about now. I, I literally, I have a ton of CDs. I have. I do not have a single CD player in my home, yeah. or in either one of my vehicles. Crazy. Yeah, man. Well, people want to support too, so they'll buy a CD if it's ten, fifteen. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, uh, maybe like it'll become cool again. Hell yeah. Well, CDs are gonna come back. I'm telling you, just oh, like vinyl did. Of course, it all comes back. It's all cyclical. Of course. But Ben, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Check out Sundub. There's a show on Friday the 13th, Spooky Season, River Street Jazz Cafe in Plains. Uh, great venue. Um, songs are, are, are awesome. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So hopefully I'll be there. Um, but if not, I hope you guys kill it. Uh, thank you, Jim. It's a great It's a great venue for you guys. I think you'll do well. Uh, and best of luck with everything. I mean, you know, it's 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 a tough landscape to navigate. Uh, these days and um, you know kudos to all those people who can do it full time and just keep pushing and and just keep hustling and and creating stuff that they love to do so uh, congrats on all that and um, you know best of luck appreciate it John thank you so much for having us take care buddy yep all right we'll see you